Blog Talk Radio.
talking and people not talk about me. This world is a trick. I don't know what's going on these days. Stop this person over here talking about me. This person. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. This is my prerogative. I can do what I want to do. I made this money. You didn't. Right there. We out of here. Hey, 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 if y'all already knew, 
I would get up and dance with everybody to celebrate that we are back on the radio. Um, big, 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 big shout out to my little big brother, Joey L, for doing New Evolution Radio and ensuring that we have a platform to bring forth healing, to bring forth all of the um, necessary tools for us to be our best self. Um, to to bring forth all of the things that are necessary for us to to find our alignment, to find what it means to be our best self. And I love doing this work. I love, 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 love being able to wake up and say, folks, trust me in their healing process. Folks, trust me in their equity process. Folks, trust me in their education process. Uh, I, I just made a post about what it means to be 40, and I'm just honored to do this work, but I cannot do this work if it was not for Joey L. and New Evolution Radio. He has been saying for almost a year, probably a year, like, when you get back on the radio after, when you get back on the radio after, and I said this needed some time. That's all I can say. Like, I needed some time. Like, I needed to, to do it where I got in a space where I, I felt confident, comfortable that it was on my terms. And it wasn't um, in response to, it was genuinely because I wanted to do this work. And I needed I needed a moment. I had some, some things that I needed to work out. So I'm so grateful to the Evolution Radio and my, my little big brother, Joey L. Um, he is one of the one of my closest friends as well as is one of the few people that I really, really, really trust. So I'm honored to do this work with him. And we're gonna do some healing tonight, y'all. We're gonna do some healing tonight. So what's up Facebook? What's up Instagram? And what's up everybody who is on Blog Talk Radio? I hope that you do call in. I hope that you do take advantage of being able to join the conversation. The call in number is five one five. Six zero two nine six three seven. Again, that call-in number is five one five six zero two nine six three seven. I'm going to try my best to pay attention to comments. I see what's up, Shanae. What's up, Shay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay attention to my comments on both platforms. But I really, really strongly suggest that you call in because. Um, Somebody needs to hear this healing. Somebody needs to know that, that there is a safe space and a sacred space. You don't have to tell your name. You don't have to do none of that shit, right? Like, you can just show up and be authentic and receive whatever is supposed to be received. I have been in ritual. I have done some ritual to make sure that I'm showing up in, in what uh, is necessary for healing. Because this is a big topic. Uh, October is domestic violence. Awareness Month. Whew. If you would have asked me in 2015, October 2015, if there was a need for me to be aware, aware of what domestic violence awareness advocacy means I would have said you were no no I would have genuinely said I am in a good space 
in a new relationship. And there is no, so we're going to dive in just in case y'all don't know, okay? Like, just in case you're like, what's happening right now? Oh, we got to dive in and get this working. So in, in, in 2015, October 2015, it would have been August, September, October. It would have been 90 days in. And 90 days is very important um, when we're talking about domestic violence. Uh, but you, you would have seen... You would have seen me show up in this joyous, loving energy in 2015. Fast forward to 2022, with us seven years later. Um, and gosh, I can see all of the signs clearly. I can see how this person um, completely and totally manipulated, maneuvered, did all of the things to give me in the space, right? To be able to eventually be violent. And and when I say violent, I mean like near death experiences. And I remember I, I, I remember this is for the this is for the woman who is currently going through this and in shock that you're going through this. This is for the woman who is on the brink of trying to figure out how to how to get out of the situation. This is for the woman who didn't make it. This is for the man who didn't make it. This is for the man who is shameful because he is a man and doesn't know how to address that he is in a domestic violence situation. This is for the man who doesn't who who there aren't tools, there aren't resources for men who are getting smacked the fuck up. For the women who are getting knocked the fuck out. And I'm intentionally using these very harsh words because I need y'all to hear the violence and feel it in a way. And we need to say those names. We need to say the names of the men and women who have suffered and who have lost their lives. Um, we need to say the names of, of the women who have suffered because they are trying to protect the image. <laughs> we need to we need to to honor that there must be a sacred space for a plan to be put in place so that so that an exit can actually happen with true follow-through and we really need the, the community we need family we need friends to understand how important it is to hold space and how important it is to not interrupt space um last week i did something that i actually never thought that i would do i have video i have i have voice I, I have voice recordings I have text messages I have emails I have so much evidence of the abuse that I endured between 2015 and 2018 if you were in Denver Colorado you know who I was with 
I don't speak names of egos, so you don't get the privilege of your name rolling off of my tongue. You don't get that privilege, but what you do get the privilege of is of knowing that what you sent to me, boo, is coming back to you. That's the privilege that you know. Let me not let, let me not get you know. I'm in I'm in my energy right now. So. Um, from 2015 to 2018, I was in an extremely violent um, relationship with a narcissist who was also violent. And strangely, this is not this is not um, my first domestic violence relationship. Uh, this is actually my second domestic violent relationship. However, when it's a narcissist, it's a whole different type of experience. It's a whole different thing, right? Um, And last week, I did something that I thought I would never in my life do. And I shared pictures. And I, I, the freedom and the liberation, and it's not even necessarily that I feel like I'm walking around holding on to the fact that I was uh, once a victim and now a victor. wasn't even about that. It was more so about, like, this fear is the lingering of it is gone. The lingering of, of wondering what if and wondering what community to think and wondering what folks who continue to support him think. All of those things have been, I, I have freed myself because I have done deep, deep, deep work. One, because I repeated the behavior, but two, because I've taken time to like step away and say I need to really really examine myself and now I feel safe because I feel safe in myself because I feel safe and secure within myself because I'm confident and and clear about what I deserve and then sharing that those pictures for evidence right for for evidence what was what was necessary was that there is not um, despite how much being in the situation right like despite how much you are in the thing and desiring a level of validation because in those moments of freeing myself and in those moments of of removing myself from the situation, there was a desire for validation. There was a desire for folks to believe that what I was saying was true. There was this desire of wanting to be heard and 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 supported and loved and and protected. The moment that I released that need was the moment that I was able to really dive in and do the work and talk about the impact of what domestic violence does. And I believe that there are too many sisters, there are too many sisters and brothers, I hear you brothers, right? Like brothers are always in my inbox. Like it's not just y'all. We go through this stuff too. Like women are out here acting crazy and trying to punch us and trying to do all of this. Anybody who puts their hands on you, you need to get away from. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. And I'm saying this is even in my situation, I was the first one to put hands on. And, and 
the cornering, the all of the things, right? There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Um, but it, it, it led, and when you're dealing with a narcissist, you have to understand. And now, let me say this too. Welcome back to Beautiful Evolution Radio. Welcome back to Healer Off Sex, being back on the radio regularly. We are going to address narcissism in the black community. We are going to address why there is a difference in that level of abuse and why um, we have to do the work to really call a thing a thing within our community so that we can begin to address it. Um, but the domestic violence, because it's October, it's, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I wanted to, to start to show series with what it means to be in a domestic violent relationship and what it means to be a victor, right? Like, I'm not going to say, I, I, that crazy, deranged mofo does not deserve even a, an ounce, right? Like, and I see you checking on my LinkedIn. I see you checking on my, like, I see all of that. And, and instead of giving any type of energy to it, let me let you know I see you and you still get no space. You still get no opportunity. You still get no, um, uh, and, and for the folks that continue to support you, like there are boundaries. And I am confident in saying like the exposure of who abusers are is necessary and it's not one particular abuser I'm not here to just call out my abusers I'm not here to just call out the abusers that I know I'm here to say until we get to a place where we get safe enough as as victors to say this was my experience and whether or not you give validation because what happened was my community did not give me validation there were many people who called me liars. There were many people who called me exaggerating. There were many people saying, yo, she needs to get over it. There were many people who stifled, and that actually played into the narrative that I was fed by the person who abused me, right? And I'm here to say, sister, brother, whoever you are, if you are being abused, tell your story. Tell your story. Because it saves lives. And there are lives that don't get saved. And that is the that is the um, burden and the fear at the same time. It's the burden and the fear because we know we know this person is capable of doing that very thing because they almost did. <laughs> right? For those of us who got out. They almost did kill us. They almost did. So we know they're capable of doing the thing. And to get to a space of saying we have to create opportunity for healing. We have to create opportunity for knowing you can thrive again, for knowing that you can love again, for knowing that it's possible for you to show up again. Until you get to that space, you will continuously live in this perpetual fear. And and my goal is to break that cycle. My goal is to say that you can absolutely show up, do the healing, do the hard work, and you don't have to be as, as, as transparent and as vulnerable as I said, right? Like, you don't have to share your story with everybody. But what you do have to do is get honest about your story. What you do have to do is get, is get to a place where you honor that this is your story, and it's all right that it's your story, and you are not less than. You 
still deserve healthy love. You still deserve the opportunity to say, I can show up and, and I deserve reciprocity. I can show up and be my authentic self. And it's not a risk because now I have boundaries to understand what it means to even earn that trust, to even earn that opportunity, even to see my pain. Even to see my pain is a privilege. To see my anger, that is a privilege. Just as much as it is for my love. Just as much as it is for my joy. And until you get to that space of understanding that you deserve that, that, that opportunity to heal, you deserve that opportunity to continuously show up, that is how you can move past and understand the needs of life. I'm not here to talk about what I've been if you've been following my work, especially since because listen, I was so crazy, y'all. I did a show with this mofo. How to <laughs> how to heal past domestic violence with the mofo who was doing the domestic violence. I was that crazy. I was that out of my mind. So if you've been following my work and if you haven't, you can go back and go to the archives. You can figure all of that out on your own. But if you do if you do know anything about what it means to heal, I'm not here to sit and wallow in it. I do think accountability is necessary. I don't have a problem continuing to call out and say, Y'all know who he is. And y'all know what he does. Because I find it hard to believe that that behavior just turns off. Violence isn't only physical. Violence is also emotional. Violence is also mental. Violence is also spiritual. So I refuse to believe that these type of behaviors with a lack of accountability and a lack of, of getting you to the other side of healing, I, have, I, I just refuse to trust and believe. <laughs> that that behavior changes overnight. It doesn't. It doesn't. And until we get to a space where we are unapologetic about protecting those who are exposed to, to abuse in any way, I will forever show up and say, you are the evil. <laughs> but I will also say that overcoming that and getting to a place of being victorious and getting to the place of thriving and getting to the place of understanding self-love, self-worth, and the, and the notion that you deserve it, that you deserve to be in a healing space, you deserve to have um, wholeness is real. It's real. It's real, and, and, and I hope, I hope to, to help folks plan. If it was not for my plan, I'm not sure I would have gotten out alive. And a part of that plan required me to take on characteristics that are not my characteristics that are not who I am. But when you were talking about survival 
and making sure that you come out of something alive, that is what's necessary. So how do you ensure that you get to a place of thriving? Well, the first thing is that once you leave and you get out of the situation, baby, that's actually only step one. That healing process is real. That is only step one. And so when we think about knowing that um, folks who are murdered are, are nine times out of ten murdered by someone that they love, someone that they were in an intimate relationship with, um, the statistics of black women being killed by their partners is astronomical, right? Like all, all of the, the statistics and the data and the things, right? Like go research that on yourself, right? Because I do believe that men suffer from domestic violence as well. And so I want to advocate that as well. But there, um, black women, I can only speak from my experience as a black woman. And um, this is not my first experience, the worst experience for sure. But this is not my first experience dealing with domestic violence. And, and the reality is that until we get to a space of saying, you deserve to heal. You deserve to thrive. You deserve reciprocity and love. And here's the space to do it. I think it's important for people who who connect with people who have been a part of domestic violent relationships that you know there's a, a delicate there's a, a, a delicate approach that is necessary in dealing with the exchange with someone who has gone through this. And um, this is a safe space. This is a safe space. Know that you can you can talk about it. You can bring it to the table. You can say, this is what I've been through. This is how I've, I got through it. This is, I didn't think that I could get through it. Here's my, because if we don't get comfortable in sharing our stories, if we don't get comfortable in saying things out loud and getting it, from our bone, from our chakras, from our cells, from our energies. If we don't get that mess out of us, it stays in us and we hurt ourselves. That is the manifestation of cancer. That is the manifestation of, of uh, heart disease. That is the manifestation of diabetes. That is all of the things. I don't want to take care of myself. I can't move. This is depression. This is all of it manifests itself. So we need to create a space where, where we understand that this is a real thing and we, we don't like to talk about it, particularly in the black community, particularly in the, even more so in the conscious community, even more so in the community that is supposed to be there to heal and serve who we are, all of these things. And, and folks are going home and being terrorists. Terrorists. You hear me? Terrorists to the people that they love. This is real, y'all. Call in 515-602-9637. Um, you are on New Evolution Radio. I am live on Facebook. I am live on Instagram. I don't know if y'all can hear me on Instagram. Can somebody tell me if you can hear me? Because I did see a comment where folks 
can hear me, and then I saw that same person come jump on the live on Facebook. If you can hear me on Instagram, please let me know you can hear me. If you can hear me on Facebook, please let me know that you can hear me so that I know that all platforms are working. Um, but if you would like to call in and get in on the discussion, the number is 515-602-9637. Joey L. is my engineer, and he is also the owner of New Evolution Radio. I am honored to be on the platform Um Joey, is there anyone on the line? Welcome back. Radio. Yeah, there's some people on the line. Nobody has their hand up though. Okay, if you have your, if you are on the line, want to jump in on the conversation, please press one. So Joey can pull you in and we can get some discussions going. I'm going to continue to um, have the discussion until Joey says that somebody presses one. I can't text messages, Joey, so just go ahead and interrupt me because I don't want to interrupt the live as it's going. Um, Once again, y'all, also Joey L. does a wonderful radio show every single Sunday and talking about sovereignty, talking about all types of things, healing, making sure that we understand what it means to be sovereign, what it means to be in our independence, what it means to show up, and what our ancestors, our ancestors was on this land first and what it means to to take full um, jurisdiction over our full person. Oh, I said that good. I said that real good. Um, so y'all make sure that you are tuning in to New Evolution Radio, 515-602-9637. If you're on the line, go ahead and press 1, and you can join the conversation. We're going to go into what it looks like to heal past these experiences. Um, I remember getting to the place of like recognizing that I went through what I went through because I was called to. And when you do spiritual and energy work, um, especially in my shocker class, I talk about this all the time. Folks would be like, "What you trying to say, Mama?" I say, "You trying to say that like I was raped and it was designed for me to rape? Is that what you are supporting?" Or I was harmed and I was I was it was designed for me to be harmed and like right like I'm not God I can't make those those type of um statements but what I can say is that you were given your test to be given your test and given your experience for you specifically it was designed for you and how you respond and show up definitely matters right and by all means, when you go through domestic violence, the, the mind control, the mind fuckery that happens, you question your own perception. You get to a place, especially when you leave, you get to this place where, like, you're like, I don't know if I can trust my own judgment. I don't know if I can trust what is real. I can't trust myself, right? It breaks your own commitment and your own line to connection within yourself. And let me say that domestic violence is not just physical. All right? Like, no, my this violent, crazy bastard mofo did not only um, physically harm me, but the mental, the mental, I was not myself. Like, I, I, I had to tell people, like, listen, I was sick. <laughs> I was sick. From 2015 to 2018, I was sick. I was mentally sick. 
and and to fight to find myself back and and whoever may be going through it or who is going through it i need you to know that you being sick is okay because the point is to make you sick that's the point so you got to own first that it is okay to name that you were sick. You were. It is okay to name that you were not your best self. You don't have to be your best self all the time. See, folks will have you thinking that in order to be in namaste and, and, and like kumbaya and all this stuff, you're supposed to be like rolling in the clouds and, and running through lilies and shit. The reality is that's not life. Life brings you these hard situations, and what you need to get rooted in is that you have the capability to get through it. Not over, not under, not hiding, but to get through it. So it's all right for you to name, I was sick. I had to go through, I had to go back to all of the stakeholders in my life, priority being my children, and saying, like, I was sick. I I did cause harm. I did make choices that didn't make sense to you at the time. I did do all of these things, and I apologize, and I'm holding myself accountable. Because when you get to a place of saying, I was sick, and I'm fighting to get myself back, it starts with forgiving yourself. And I remember crying and and, and not being clear, and how do I get to, to how do I get back? Right, like, how do I get back to lady? And it's and it, <laughs> funny. This is just how this is just how the universe works. When I met this person, I was lady offset because I wasn't quite ready to take the attribute of offset. By the time I left this motherfucker, oh, I'm offset, baby. I don't went through death. I don't mummified. I don't did all of that. All of that in this year's part, I don't did that. So, so when you get to that place of recognizing this is where I was and this is where I'm striving to be, you're so committed to saving yourself. And then let me also like name that there are folks who were committed to saving themselves and had no clarity of a plan and had no um, clarity of how to get out and saving themselves was surrendering and it may have cost them their lives and we celebrate and honor and uphold and respect those folks who who were not able to get out um I'm sorry, I get emotional even talking about, like, what it means to hold that space because uh, I was this close to being there. I was this close to saying the only way out is death. And you do not understand the psychological, the emotional, the spiritual, the financial, the control that folks can have over you um, in the name of love, in the name of I believe in you. And it, it is so disgusting that it's embarrassing 
It's so disgusting that you're shameful to even say you were in that position and in that predicament. And, you know, it's it's those things that we as a community have to begin to say, there's no shame here. You're not shameful. Don't be shamed. Do not be embarrassed. I was embarrassed. This is, I left this relationship in 2018. It is 2022. I am just now feeling safe enough and comfortable to share pictures. I am just now feeling comfortable and safe enough to say, here's the full story. This fool tried to kill me twice. Twice. But he in community working with our young boys. But he in community talking about he's here for the people. He in community talking all of the things, right? And and it, it gets to that place where you have to be so, so radical with your self-healing that nothing is in your way. And even if it does, you, you're so grateful with yourself in the process. I got to a place of thriving after I was able to be removed um, because my, my experience is I left this this violent relationship with a narcissist and I got with a covert narcissist because in my head, at least he ain't putting his hands on me. But he was still a narcissist because I was still attracted. I was still in this empath mode. I was still in all of the things and I wasn't able to really take time away, even though I was telling this fool, I don't need to be in no relationship, but I was feeling, I was an abused woman. I was sick. I was sick. So through this second relationship, I was I was able to do my healing work, but I was still involved with a narcissist. I was still involved with this covert, manipulative, creating story, gaslighting, all of the things. I was still involved in all of that, and it wasn't until I said, I have to take time to myself and do my work and do my work. I got, I think, Probably in probably spring. No, I would I would say maybe maybe about this time last year. I really began to own thriving. I really began to own like I am. I may have hit rock bottom. I may have gotten to the point where I have to rebuild, rebuild, do this and do that. But I feel like I'm thriving because I am back to me. I hear my voice again. I feel confident in in my steps again. I feel all of the and domestic violence, y'all. It's not just physical. If you are with a narcissist, that is domestic in your home. The craziness that a narcissist, how a narcissist gaslights you, how a narcissist will make you feel like you going crazy for standing for yourself, how a narcissist will make you feel like because they have these unrealistic standards that you were supposed to be meeting, yet they don't meet them themselves, all of the things, right? All of the things. It wasn't until I removed myself and took the time. And being single has been, this is the longest I have been single in my adult life. And I'm 40 years old, and it's been three years. <laughs> and this is the longest I have ever been seen. And it's because doing that work so that I can get to a place of thriving, so that I can own what you deserve, what I deserve. For the sisters who are currently dealing with this, put your plan to 
together and work your plan. If it's a 90-day plan, if it's a 30-day plan, if it's a six-month plan, mine was six months. If it was whatever the plan is, put your plan in place and work the plan. How do you be a friend to a sister that you know is suffering from domestic violence, but she's not ready to leave? I was also that woman. I was also that woman. I was also that woman who had this false idea of hope that it would be different, that it would change if I just showed up. How do you be a friend? How do you bring resources? You remain the safe space, and you cannot bring judgment. Do not judge her or him or him. I'm conscious about that. Majority is women, but or him. Um, one thing that I wish I I knew how to understand as in the moment of being in the mess was that people loved me enough to show up. I think there was an overwhelming I, I think the the reality is that there were a few people who aligned with him who called me a liar, and there was a larger amount of people who just didn't want to get involved because it was dangerous to get involved, and there was an even smaller amount of people who said, F that, we ride with you, we're going we gonna to ride on him and I'm going to say this because I was sick, right? Like I can use the people who said I just don't want to get involved with them siding with him because these were people that I actually needed to show up for me. But the reality is that I didn't have, I wasn't showing up for myself. I wasn't showing up for myself. So, so it is hard when you don't really leave to be consistent because you also have to keep the license. I don't think I understood that. And for those people who attempted to be neutral, um, uh, well, I know the intention was well, I wish the support of just saying you don't deserve to be so as feet. When I say feet, I mean feet. Pictures that I shared, uh, I was actually literally like a slave to a belt. And I ta- I've talked about this before, um, that incident before. And, and that's how you show up. You let it be known. I see, hear you. You don't deserve this, but I'm gonna keep it safe. Space. When you're actually ready to leave, I'm gonna be here. Here's the support that I'm here. Um, and now I'm passionate about that. I remember when I when I um, called out my ex, did a live like it was crazy. Like I was in a crazy fucking state. Like <laughs> I did a live and completely like called everything out and I had so many women in the community tell me they were suffering things, um, and that they were trying to get out and, and what happened 
like this underground girl road of sisterhood. Because people I wouldn't have even thought. People never thought that I would go through that, right? Like, oh, you, lady, I bet. You too strong, pet. No, no, no. Get my ass beat, y'all. And, and to be to, in a place of being able to thrive and to talk about it where I'm not triggered and it doesn't make me cry and it doesn't make me fearful and I'm not anxiety ridden and I'm not like getting goosebumps because I'm telling my truth and all of that stuff. It took a lot of deep work. What was that work? I have to shout out Dr. Romani, y'all. At the time, I couldn't afford. I, I, I couldn't afford the amount of therapy that I needed. I, I paid for what I did have, what I could have. I, I did get a therapist. I got a life coach. Um, I was doing uh, neuro work with with, uh, with Nina. I was doing um, all type. I was doing my yoga. I was doing all types of things to keep me grounded. But the deep, deep psychiatric work that I needed I could not afford and so I found Dr. Romani so these are all tools that I use I'm going to tell y'all the tools that I use I use Dr. Romani, all of her YouTube um, so before Red Tabletop <laughs> right like I was one of the first followers of Dr. Romani so I use Dr. Romani um, uh, Baba Kareem was my life coach uh, uh, Nina, if you saw that post, you'll see our interaction on there. She does uh, brain activity work and the rewiring of your brain. I was doing work with her. Um, and I was doing my yoga. And I was working out. And I was deeply, 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 deeply addicted to my work with deep, um, because that all supported all of the things, right? And and quite honestly, even his organization, right? Like setting up his organization so that could be his, his supply to his ego. Uh, I didn't want another woman to go through what I what I had been through and women before me had went through. So in my head, creating his organization, getting his organization to, to, to do the things that he was doing would feed into his ego so that he could get his supply from that and not harm someone. Um, unfortunately, uh, that's not happening. That harm is happening. But that ain't my life. That ain't my journey. Um, and being clear about that. So, like, those were the things that I did I, I, from a grassroots level. I got all of Dr. Rob, both of Dr. Romney's books. I also just embedded myself in what it means to be in a domestic violent relationship. Um, I had some great people around me. Very, very, very two people knew about my actual plan. And those two people also were um, aware and they were a part of my lifeline of getting through it and knowing that I was ready to go. So I did have um, trusted spaces that didn't judge me and held me accountable to my plan. And I put the six-month plan together with their input and with their suggestions and worked that plan. And it was a test. I'm talking about, y'all know how God works. You say you're going to do something and then you do it and then it, and then you get tested. I literally, the week that I made a commitment to these two people about my six-month plan, 
my son almost whooped his ass. <laughs> like it was, and to the point where I had to send my son to live with 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 his father, and so, um, and I was the test. Are you going to stick to the plan and get out, or are you going to perpetuate the habits and the behaviors in an attempt to try to fix or just let it be? And then I had to do deep, deep work. I had to do deep, deep work. Um, and the first priority was to provide the space for healing for my children because I couldn't even start my full process of healing work until I addressed my children because that would be a part of my own healing. Right, like I had to still get to that place of like I got to hear every harm that my children have felt because of this experience. They didn't see it, but they definitely knew something was off, and I had to show up for them and then go into doing my work. Um, and I was just sick. I was just sick, and and the love and support for the people who really understood that. Um, those are my aces, and I've learned boundaries. I've learned the beauty of boundaries. I've learned the beauties of standards. I've learned all of that. So that's how you can show up. Be a safe, sacred space where there's no judgment. Also, those two people who knew my plan played him too. He really thought that they were his allies for the sake of keeping me safe. Um, I will never reveal those two people um, because that was also a part of it, of, like, making sure that they, they were safe, too. But those two people also became, like, false allies to him to feed his ego, to do all of the things to keep him calm so that as I was working my plan, I was able to leave. And it and it worked. Just, you know, you got to make you gotta make narcissists think they left you. You got to make violent people think that they left you. Whatever. At that point, my ego is not in it at all. I just want to get out of this shit alive and, like, leave me alone. And it works. And I'm here and I'm thriving and I am um, celebrating. And I've got my full healthy, my physical, my physical is healthy. My mental is healthy. My emotional state is healthy. My spiritual state is healthy. My emotional state is healthy. Um, there's no disease. There's no um, triggers. There's no none of that anymore. And it's it's the dedication of the work and people holding me accountable. Uh, Joey, is there anyone on the line who wants to press one before we start closing out? Uh, no, with the hands up. No, happy day. Is that what no, you said? No, with the hands up. No. Okay. Um, everyone, we got about four minutes left. If nobody is on the line and nobody wants to press one and join the conversation, that doesn't mean that there's not a conversation to have. That just means this might be a touchy conversation and you want to have the conversation on another platform. If that is the case, you can definitely, so there's two numbers you're going to hear tonight, the call-in number, which is 515-602-9637, or if you want to have direct contact with me, my number is 720-620-2316. 
and we can get this healing work done. I do do spiritual and energy work. Um, I do have many services that I provide, and I'm honored and blessed to do this work. I, I cannot wait to continue to show up. I cannot wait to continue to figure out what it means to um, help folks put their plan together, help folks get to a place where they can um, uh, be seen, heard, accepted, and loved, and provided an opportunity to to show up to do their work. I love y'all. Thank you for everyone who I got so much love privately for that post. Um, and for the people who like feel a little certain way because you didn't believe me or whatever, like I forgive you and and I hope you forgive yourself for not believing. And all I can say is like believe when people say it. Nobody is is nobody is excited to share that they've been through some shit like this. You know, <laughs> that's not that's not what it is like so like uh, please understand when you are privileged to hear a victor story honor that and allow that space for for um purging to happen and if you need support however you need it if you are in atlanta if you are in cleveland if you are in denver um or columbus spaces that i do have access to Let's figure out how to get you the support that you need. If you know somebody who needs support, I hope that this this show gave you some tools and how to do it. Um, but it takes it takes a village and it takes patience. And if you've never gone through it, you don't understand the psychological impact that it takes. And to fight to get yourself back is a real thing. But I'm celebrating all of the people, especially women who have overcome, who have become victorious, who have said, I'm taking my life back, and I'm taking who I am back, and I'm going to show up, and I'm going to thrive, and I understand that I deserve love, and I deserve reciprocity. I'm celebrating you tonight. I'm also calling forth and, and bringing forth and in deep gratitude for the women who have suffered and did not make it out because if we don't continue to bring this awareness, folks are going to continue to say that it's an exaggerated story and it's not. It's not. It's real. The number one killer of black women are black men in in, in domestic relationships. Well, let me not. The last time I checked, let me say it in that sense. Um, that's a real a real thing. So. Uh, we don't want to live in fear. We don't want to live in fear, and, and that takes an awareness to happen. First show back. Joey, how you feeling? We back on the air, babe. How you feeling? I feel magnificent. <laughs> you got any input on the topic tonight? No, I'm good. Very good topic. Thank you for sharing the story. All right, y'all. Well, we will see you next week. 
and the topic is we are going to continue. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to go into November and what narcissism is to the black community, y'all. Because as much as I love all of the studies and all of the, and I love Dr. Romney. I've even like shared personally, one on one, my my perspective on this. But narcissism in the black community is a is a different beast. Just as any illness, when we talk about um, whether it's diabetes, whether it's whatever, when the standard is white health standards and white men- mental capacity, emotional capacity, even white access and white privilege, when we talk about narcissism and the actual impact into the black community, next week we are going to go into a two-part series of narcissism in the black community. I hope that you join us. Spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. Um, I will be back. Y'all, I am just not the best at marketing, so please share the video. Please share the, the flyers. Please tell folks to come in. I'm, I'm really going to be intentional about being better at promoting, but y'all, I'll be on the phone up until radio time working with clients and working with, with healing, so I just I, I just need a clone, or I just need an assistant, or I need something, but... um. Y'all, please, 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 I'm so excited to be back on the radio regularly. You are on New Evolution Radio. The CEO in the HNIC is Joey L. Make sure that you tune in to his show every single Sunday. I am here with you every single Tuesday at 10 p.m. Mountain Standard I'm mean, excuse me, Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, represent for everybody who continues to follow. Get the word out. Continue to follow, continue to follow, continue to follow. We will always go live. We will also on Facebook and on Instagram. I know Instagram, you can hear me tonight, so I just deleted the video. Everybody on Insta, uh, on there, just make sure you come to Facebook. And um, I'll figure it out next week, I guess. <laughs> Joey, I love you. Thank you for being the best engineer in the world. You are the greatest. Oh, see y'all. He too cool. He don't Sorry, can't even go. Yeah, you. you ain't gonna say I love you back on ear. I love you too. Thank you. H M I C. More in charge. <laughs> yes, the H M I C. Thank you. They had more in charge. All right. Correct me then. Okay. Y'all got that's brother from another Thank you for continuing to support. Time, same place. Joey, I love you, and we will see you next week. Thank you, I said. Peace to the God.